Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours as we talk sports with you and appreciate you spending some of that time here with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list this morning, in about 15 minutes, Michael Swain, who covers Iowa State, CycloneAlert.com, part of 24-7 Sports. Iowa State's been very active football recruiting. Recruiting-wise, likewise basketball, T.J. Otzelberger uh, really doing some work, which is certainly a strength of his, uh, is his, his ability to recruit players. And we saw that when he was here the first time. And we're seeing that uh, since he's been back, but in the head coach's office. Uh, so we will talk to Michael Swain on recruiting and what potentially the blow-up of the Big 12 uh, may mean uh, to Iowa State's recruiting class, if anything. I think it's probably a little bit early yet, uh, but at the same time, uh, we, we just don't know. So Michael Swain will help us out. If he's talked to any recruits that may be having, or you have to have questions, I think that's human nature. So Michael Swain first. And then Bill Bender covers college football from a national perspective. Uh, he was at SEC Media Days, I believe one other, uh, regardless. Uh, he covers college football for the Sporting News. He'll join us at 1035. Centurion Stone of Iowa presents David Kaplan on a weekly basis. He's here today as he is, oh, 50 or so out of the 52 weeks a year at 11.05. And then we're going to get our first Chiefs report. Russ Carew, who helped us out with the mock NFL draft uh, that was held at um, Mr. Brewing. Brewing in Ankeny, yeah. right. Russ is at Chiefs practice here today. Uh, so he'll give us our first look. By the way, if you're a Chiefs fan, I um, want to make you aware that as was the case last year, Mitch Holtis will join us each and every day from training camp. That begins next Monday. Every Monday through Friday at 10.50 in the morning. The voice of the Kansas City Chiefs will join Trent and I. There's usually a a daily topic, and then we'll bounce around a little bit. But Mitch Holtis locked and loaded and looking forward to having him back uh, on with us. And that starts Monday and will happen daily uh, through the month of August at 10.50 in the morning. It's one of those boxes that check, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got uh, Peter King back from vacation and doing his column. Hard Knocks comes up with their team. They're on Tuesday night, and Mitch Holtis is with us. Um, yes. And uh, all of those boxes have indeed been checked. All right, so the biggest story continues to be uh, the the Big uh, 12 and what is happening. Uh, I had, for the first time, kind of a... Um, a sense that this is, I don't know if calm before the storm or maybe it just yesterday seemed to be as uh, not as eventful as the last few days have been. There wasn't a lot of news. There was some news made this morning, actually. Um, the commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, who was, I, I believe, Craig Thompson, was he not part of the playoff committee? He was, Negotiators? Yes. Yep. He was in that room, along with Sankey, along with Bowlesby, and that's been apparently put on the back burner now, as some uh, ADs want to take a closer look at that, and understandably so. Mm-hmm. But back to the news that was made by Chris Vanini at The Athletic. 
He reported this morning, and this is from uh, Craig Thompson, who spoke with him. Uh, the, uh, Craig Thompson, the commissioner uh, of the Mountain West Conference, reported that, and this is his quote, I got a call from Texas Tech, Iowa State, and K-State. This is back in 2010, mm-hmm. when they were all under the impression, as I think 90% of us were, that in 2010, the Big 12 was about to implode at that point. Texas Tech, Iowa State, K-State all reached out to the Mountain West and collectively said, let's talk about the Mountain West. We want to come. End of quote. So that was 11 years ago. That was always rumored to be a landing spot. Uh, And apparently there was some validity to that. If you're to believe the guy on the other end of the phone, why would he make this up? Uh, Craig Thompson was the guy that they all called, who was the commissioner and still is the commissioner of the Mountain West. So that's where they wanted to go the last time they were in this spot. Does that um, uh, does that remain? I mean, it's an option, clearly, Mm -hmm. as it's down the list of options. Uh, As far as Iowa State, Big Ten is pie in the sky, best case scenario. Pac-12 is the second best case. AAC, I would think third, uh, because their their partners last year each got. And here's, let me brace yourself. They got seven million dollars for football. Right, seven. That's their TV contract. That's their TV contract. Um, Big Twelve schools got thirty-seven million. Where is that thirty million dollars going to come from? Right. How do you make it up? Now you cut costs. Well, that's first and foremost. Goes without saying, mm-hmm. but it's about donations. It's about ticket mm-hmm. sales. It's mm-hmm. about doing the things though that Iowa State has done, right? Well, they certainly pack their stadium. They do, and we know we can. They, uh, that Pollard and company can count on them doing that again, because even in the worst of times, and there were some awful times, mm-hmm. um, they were they're loyal forever. True, they, they truly is part of their fight song, and they live up to that. And they, they I believe they continue to will be. Uh, but at the same time, Trent, how do you make up that money? You can't. Not to that extent. Not to that extent. A $30 million a year. This right. isn't a but one-time But to be fair, mm-hmm. if Iowa State and, I don't know, Oklahoma State and we throw one other in, um, Kansas, go to the AAC, that contract is going to be worth more. Right. But is it worth double? Is I mean, is it triple at best? That's best case scenario, I think. You get to there, and I think you can make a go of it. I think it's realistic where, yeah, you're going to be tightening things up a little bit, but you can make a go of it. It'll be an excellent basketball conference. Mm-hmm. Look at the Big East, who, of course, doesn't have football. Mm-hmm. at The new Big East as we know it, they make about that as well. It's about $7 million a year that the Big East mm-hmm. makes. Well, if you put together a great basketball conference, and that's what the American would be with Iowa State, with Kansas, going that direction, Oklahoma State, yeah, you got something there. Maybe throw Houston. Remember, they're just in the Final Four. You, can, you kind of add all these together, and you look at it, Wichita State's there, and Cincinnati, and we got something. You you finally have a basketball. No, it's not the ACC, but it's pretty darn good mm-hmm. in basketball. That matters. And football, it's not too bad either. Now, you mentioned the American. I still believe, though, most likely, if we believe that the Big Ten is just pumping the brakes. They say, I don't believe they're pumping the brakes. You don't. I don't. I think that they're... Now, I'm not saying they're coming for Iowa State and Kansas. They're looking I, west. Yes. yes. I, well, I think they're act, They're looking. Mm-hmm. They're looking. But it comes out, nothing can happen right now. Uh-huh. They have this long relationship with the Pac-12. They're not going to go and pillage them. That's off the table. We're going to stay at 14 a, and Trent, that's a valid point. They have a long relationship. These two conferences mm-hmm. married together. They 
And with now it, marriages split up. They do. We know that. And it does mean something. I think that does mean, now is it 2% of what it means? Maybe. That's all it is. But it is at least something out there. But let's just say that. That the Big Ten stays at 14. We're looking around. Right now, it doesn't make sense. So it's not a race to 16 for everybody. Mm-hmm. We're going to pump the brakes. I still think if that happens, and there's not any invitations from the Pac-12. They're not inviting Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. They're also staying at 12. That the Big 12 will remain, and it'll remain for a couple of reasons. A Well, first and foremost, the automatic bid. And that's a huge part mm-hmm. of it. They are They have the autonomy, and because mm-hmm. of that, they get an automatic bid. They have a seat at the table. So it's going to be instead of Iowa State, Kansas, Oklahoma State going to the American. No, mm-hmm. it is other schools from that conference joining the Big Ten, Big Twelve as we know it. So and, let me have a redo. I'm going to yeah. move. I'm going to move Big Twelve's remaining to number two. To number two behind the Big Ten, mm-hmm. which is pie in the sky. Yeah, uh, I'd love to think that could happen. They say if they do expand, they're looking for AAU programs. Iowa State checks that box. They do. So I still think that's five percent chance of happening. It's a, it's a long shot. I like to bet long shots, but at the same time, you, know, you don't think you're betting in that. Yeah, long shot. Um, Big Twelve staying together, I think, is probably the, staying together with some additional schools coming. Right. I think is the second best scenario to get to twelve. The eight remaining mm-hmm. Big Twelve schools. What are do you have a group of four that you like the best? I, I think there's well, Cincinnati is one that is on the list. I, I think Central Florida is number one. Okay. Football program, mm-hmm. big market, mm-hmm. huge school. One of the biggest mm-hmm. schools in the country. Yep. Talking about alumni bases, building that. What about Memphis? They'd be a little bit further down, but they're on my list. They're probably yeah. right on that cusp of Liberty Bowl's a nice stadium. They're good in basketball. It's a they football are. decision. I get it. They send guys to the NFL. Um, they're competitive. I mean, the Iowa State-Memphis was a hell of a bowl game. It was. And speaking of basketball... It's a really good basketball yeah, brand to throw right. in it, too. So Central Florida, I think, is a no-doubt number one. Okay, Cincinnati, yeah. Memphis, those schools are up there. Do you want another Oklahoma school? With Tulsa? No, their athletic department is a mess okay. financially. Okay. I don't think that makes sense. And you already have Oklahoma with Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. Houston is another huge one. But then it comes down to the... But you know what? You almost have to cut off your nose to spite your face and some, or swallow hard. Mm-hmm. Because the three Texas schools, do they want a fourth Texas school? They don't. But it's, but the, right? it's Houston. Yeah. So obviously, TCU's in Fort Worth. Dallas area. You mm-hmm. got that. Baylor, a little bit outside of it. Mm-hmm. And then you got West Texas with Texas Tech. It's not like there's a school adjacent to Houston. No, that's true. So it's... Yeah, it's the same state, but it's a different area. It's a area. big state. And it's the number three media market yeah. in the country. Right. I understand. Houston football and basketball doesn't move the needle there like the Rockets, mm-hmm. like the Texans. Mm-hmm. It's a different level, yes, but it's still a huge market. And the markets don't matter like they did 10 years ago. No, because it's going to be all, you know, off, all online stuff. Is but it still matters. matters. Yeah, it does to it's, an extent. Not like it did in 2010, right. but it still matters, yes. And you're adding the Orlando, mm-hmm. Memphis, Houston markets, and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty good markets there mm-hmm. that you're adding to the mix. And I think you got a pretty good football so, conference. W- so when that conference, I mean, I, this is a, maybe a better question for Ray Cole, or what's our buddy, uh, John O'Ran with uh, mm-hmm. Sports Business Journal. So if you can add those four, and, and it, it's they're still known as the Big 12, and they're actually 12-team conference now. Yeah. Yep, they lose the heavy heads. You no longer have Oklahoma and Texas sitting around the table during negotiations, but you bring in four as opposed to two, as you mentioned, some big media markets that will say $40 million um, TV contract that exists today with Texas and Oklahoma. 
What's it worth with those four? Is can you get twenty five a piece? I think twenty would be a realistic number to shoot for. I think you could get twenty with that collection. It's half, mm-hmm. but it's not the seven million we're talking about with the American. No, it's, it's not the four million we're talking about the Mountain West. Right. Not the eight hundred thousand dollars you're talking about. That's what the Mac gets in their TV contract. Mm. And there's if, the t- and, and you know what? You are compelled to play on Tuesday, right, or Wednesday. In November. And while we love those games, we love them. Mm-hmm. At least I do. I'll speak for myself. You, you go a lot deeper than I do. Right. Um, but I don't want to see it, uh, the lights on at Jack Trice Stadium no. on a Tuesday or Wednesday Here night. comes the Red Hawks from That's Miami, terrible. Ohio. No. Awful. Yeah. Um, so I saw a tweet from Chris Williams yesterday about, um, you know, he believes that Cyclone fans, um, when, when they're called upon, that they will step up. And I, I believe he was talking... Um, uh, about, um, you know, writing checks. Donations, yeah. Right. Uh, how much money? Is, I have no idea what that entails. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is this, I mean, it's got to be millions. It is. I have, uh, this is from the Knight Commission. This is kind of the watchdog group of college athletics and where the money is spent. You can find the database just at Knight what Commission. What is it again? Knight Commission. Yeah. Knight with a K. So this breaks down where every school's money is coming in from? Yes. Like tickets? Tickets, revenue yeah. from TV, all those things. So does this it have is, expenses? It does. Okay. And it's funny, all these public institutions, how much they make is also exactly almost exactly the same of right. what they spend. Isn't that funny how that what comes in goes right back out? Well, that will change. But this is Iowa State from the last full calendar year they have here on night commission. So is this pre-COVID? 2019. Good. 2019. They made $49.6 million from media rights. TV money, mm-hmm. postseason football, mm-hmm. whatever you get from a bowl, bowl yeah. and then NCAA distributions. That is the NCAA tournament money. Yep. Every team for every conference advances. You shares, get right. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yep. Yeah, the, the shares. More, the further you go, the more you get. And you that divide is amongst your schools in the conference. 52% of the money coming in for Iowa State in 2019 came from those distributions, just shy of $50 million. Next on that list is donor contributions. $18.2 million. That is 19% of the budget came in from that. Mm-hmm. Huge number. Mm-hmm. Where well, does that fit, though? But for reference, it's the lowest in the Big 12. Uh, that same year, 18, 18.2 came in to Iowa State with donations. Iowa K-State boosters wrote more checks, donated more than Iowa State boosters did? They were number 10 for 2019 on this list. Well, that's I would have bet. I would have lost a lot of money on that bet. Now, are there more? Now, I mean, Texas has to be number one, right? Yeah, and I don't, I don't have the breakdown per school what it is. I saw Iowa for reference; they were at about twenty nine million, and Iowa State. Repeat that was 19? 18, million. 18. 18 million for two thousand nineteen, and then there's other things. Ticket sales brought in sixteen point four million dollars. That's seventeen percent of the budget. Where did, where did that fit in the Big Twelve? Middle of the pack? Yeah, I, I hadn't broken that one down. Mm-hmm. But student fees two million, other revenue six point two. That'd be, I would guess, your uh, t-shirt sales. You know, the mm-hmm. little bit that they get royalties and the like, kind of breakdown. So that's what it is. Over half the money though comes from media, at twenty million dollars a year in TV. You can make that work, though. Mm-hmm. In fact, they did that not too long ago. Right. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. You're right. Now, are you going to be able to get the shiny objects that you no, thought you were going no, to get? No, absolutely not. Is the You have to build the pedestrian bridge. That, yes. But you the, have to build that. But the Pollard and Light District? It's a no-go. That's a no-go. It's a no-go. And you think of you know all the revenue. 
everything that they've done with mm-hmm. the Jacobson building yeah. and everything. Made a lot of they made a lot of improvements. They're still going to be nice. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have the swimming pool and the bowling alley and the mini putt putt like Clemson has <laughs> inside, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. And on top of it, with NIL and these guys, maybe they don't have as many pool tables inside the players' mm-hmm. lounge, but they're making a little jack on the mm-hmm. side. They'll be okay too. All right, Michael Swain coming up. We will uh, speak with Michael Swain, the publisher, CycloneAlert.com, uh, Night Commissions, where you can find that number. I, that surprises me a little bit. I would have thought that Iowa State, of the 10 schools in the Big, uh, in, in the Big 12, um, would have had a ranked higher on the list of donations that are going to their school. So we, we'll see. Uh, but look, the Big Ten is the, is, is the big fish. Is that even a possibility? Don't know. Then you have to start looking elsewhere. The Big 12 keeping it together, adding schools, is clearly option number two. Um, I think the Pac-12, just because of the time difference and the travel, and there's going to be a lot of sacrifice by athletes, a lot of sacrifice by fans. If indeed you're going to the Pacific time zone, uh, best case would be the Mountain West time zone, or the Mountain time zone, rather. Um, Keep the Big 12 together is is option number two, and I think maybe the most realistic of them. Let's get Michael Swain in here, cyclealert.com. He's a busy guy. Michael, Trent, and Ken, thanks for giving us a few minutes out of your busy day. How are you? I'm doing great, yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, it's, a, it's a massive story, obviously, and I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Let's start with the, you know... Um, uh, with 24-7 sports, one of their real strengths over there is is how you guys follow recruiting, and you've done a phenomenal job uh, with recruiting. And and we're probably way ahead of the um, of, of the curve here, and maybe this should have been a topic for a couple once we have a little bit more clarity. But from the recruits that Campbell has been able to pull to Ames and uh, as, as pledged at this point that they want to be, haven't signed on the dotted line yet, um, do you think that if indeed that the Big 12 is not the conference that they thought that they were going to play in. What will that do as far as causing some of these guys to perhaps revisit where they thought that they were going to uh, spend their collegiate years? Yeah, it is kind of hard to project to some degree, just because like you mentioned, there is so much uncertainty of how kind of the Big 12 is going to shake out, where Iowa State is going to kind of finish in terms of just conference alignment. Um, I think just talking to some of the guys, you know, it seems like a lot of them are taking a pretty mature approach to it, where they're not going to make any decisions right now. They're going to wait and see and see how things play out over the next, you know, weeks, months, years. Like, that's the thing. We don't know how long this is going to last and drag out. You know, clearly, for some reports, like the SEC stuff with Texas and OU started over a year ago. So it's hard to project how long this is going to take. Best for the recruits, they're really just going to take a slower approach to it. Um, I don't think this is something that, you know, the staff has spent a ton of time talking to them about. You know, they had some recruits on campus last weekend for kind of class of 2023, and it didn't sound like that was a topic of discussion, you know, conference realignment. So um, I think it's a little too early maybe to project how it would impact the class, but I really would be kind of surprised if it just causes the class that could be the highest rate in program history to kind of hold. A lot of momentum there, and I'm sure a lot of phone calls Matt Campbell and his staff are going to have to make because of that. You know, we hear so much about negative recruiting. You work in that space. How big do you think that's going to become? Is that something that maybe is just for people outside of the recruiting game? We run with it. It doesn't happen that much, or is that a concern going forward? Um, maybe concern might not be the right word, but it's something that I'm, I'm sure other schools will use when they recruit against Iowa State. Um, I do know that that does happen at other programs, you know, I don't, not specifics, but just in general, it does happen. And I don't think that that's something that Iowa State necessarily does, but 
Um, I think from a bigger picture looking at Iowa State, yeah, programs will kind of hinge at the uncertainty of the Big 12. And do you really want to play in a conference that doesn't have a Texas and OU that really looks more like an AAC than a Big 10 or SEC type of conference, right? So I think that is something that will probably be brought up by other programs. Um, but it's something that I don't necessarily think that Iowa State might be too worried about at this point. Mm. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports Uh Basketball-wise, uh, TJ Otzelberger continues to uh, to make headway. We knew he was a strong recruiter when he got this job. That was, you know, one of clearly one of his strengths and a massive box that he checked uh, when uh, when Jamie Pollard uh, committed to uh, going forward with him. What can you tell us about the basketball program? Yeah, that's that one might be actually more of an impact, I think, than maybe the football recruiting, just because I know that there are a lot of recruits that like the idea of playing in the Big 12 because it is such an elite basketball conference. You think about Kansas, you think about Texas now with Chris Beard. There are so many programs here that are high quality. The style of basketball is really good. And so I do think that it may impact basketball recruiting a little bit more. But that's what Iowa State's been able to do in the 2022 class. It is pretty impressive. You know, you look at the amount of guys they've offered, they're at like six or seven, maybe even eight offers now, but out of those eight offers, now they have three commitments in this class. So the most recent one, Demarion Watson, a guy out of Minnesota, someone that Kyle Green, an assistant coach, had a really good relationship with, dating back to his time at Northern Iowa. Um, and they've done a really good job of really creating good relationships, you know, limiting the offers that they put out there so that they can really hone in on the guys they do offer and spend a lot of time with them. So I, I do think in terms of conference realignment, it might have a bigger impact on the basketball program than the football program. But again, it's just hard to project kind of what that impact looks like without knowing where Iowa State's going to stand in the conference. Speaking of that, what are you hearing, if anything, on the expansion front, looking at new conferences? From an Iowa State perspective, any rumblings that you're hearing that you can share with us? Yeah, I, I'd be misleading you guys if I said that I knew a bunch outside of what's been reported widely that you know Iowa State is you know could be a, a candidate to go to the Big Ten. You look at that AAU accreditation, that's a big deal. Um, per reports, it seems like the Big Ten will only add schools that are AAU accredited. Um, so I think that's big for Iowa State. I do think the Big Ten would be a good landing spot. Be great. Um, I think if you're thinking like, yeah, that would be literally best case scenario, yep. quite frankly, yep. because you have really good geography there with the rest of the conference. The Seahawks then becomes a conference game, mm. which then gets pushed back in the year. You think about the amount of viewership you could get for that in November mm. compared to September. So I think it would be a, a home run if Iowa State's able to land in the Big Ten if kind of the Big 12 does end up dissolving. But um, in terms of like me personally, what I'm hearing, it's nothing in addition to what's been reported widely. So you and uh, some of your other fellow publishers of the Big 12 schools, you don't jump on a call together and, and share information that you're hearing, pick each other's brains type of thing? Um, we do a little bit. Not yeah. necessarily like a big group call, but it's more of like a group message where you hear like you know some of the schools like Texas Tech, TCU, or maybe looking at more like the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Kansas obviously has been linked to the Big, the big 10 as well. Um, and then there's other programs like Kansas State, that are a little more up in the air in limbo and Baylor as well. Um, so it's one of those things where, yeah, we're all, all in contact, but it's not necessarily something where we're all jumping on um, big conference calls to discuss it. Uh, you've been you've been spot on with uh, as far as what uh, Matt Campbell and his staff have been uh, uh, searching for, trying to uh, t- try to land. Uh, he gave us a couple of receivers in advance, and then two weeks later, boom, it happened. Where are they now? Is it slowed down in, on the football front? Uh, what can you tell us about that? I would be on Twitter today at around 2 o'clock. Ah. Uh, we've got some <laughs> stuff going on today, yeah. And then after after this, I think it'll kind of slow down. Because at this point, Iowa State will probably be, if things go to plan, be at 18 commitments after today. And yeah. then we're kind of in the point where you don't really know how many guys you can take just because the extra rule or the extra year now. So it'll be some kind of – some stuff will be in flux from now until signing day. But I do think that the majority of the class 
will be full after today. So the Cyclones, they they need some good news. Got a basketball recruitment or a recruit yesterday. Football one would uh, uh, would help hopefully pick their spirits up a little bit. And two o'clock today, you think there will be some positive news without saying any more. I think so. I do think so. Okay, good stuff. Uh, Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycleAlert.com. Know you're busy being on the phone all morning. We appreciate you uh, uh, jumping off for a few minutes to speak with us. Michael, thank you for what you do for us. We'll talk to you down the road. Yep, definitely. Thank you guys for having me on. I thank you. It. Yep, good to talk to you. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycleAlert.com. Two o'clock. I uh, got that complete breakdown you were looking for from the donations per Big 12 school. Okay. Now, TCU and Baylor are not available as private institutions. Oh, sure. So we're down to eight. So we're down to eight. And Iowa State is eight. $18.2 million from Iowa State. At the top, Texas. Mm-hmm. $51.2 million mm-hmm. just in donations a year. Oklahoma right behind them, 45.6. Kansas, third on the list, mm-hmm. $39.9 million in donations to Kansas. So 20 athletics. more than Iowa State. Twenty more. Oklahoma State is next, twenty four point seven. Texas Tech, twenty four point two. K State at twenty point six, and West Virginia just over nineteen million. Iowa State at eighteen point two million. I would have lost a lot of money on that. Now I wouldn't have put them near the top, mm-hmm. but certainly in the middle of the pack, not absolutely last. And the shocker to me is Kansas. I mean, they're right up there punching with the big boys yeah. of Texas and Oklahoma. They love, the, they love their basketball. Yes, program. they do. What does that say? I mean. Yes, these are all football decisions, but Uh when you see something like that, what kind of impact does that make to a Big Ten, a Mm Pac-12, looking, even an ACC? If we're going to go West Virginia, we know Notre Dame's not coming, and we want to build a basketball brand. Did you have a chance to read the uh, the commissioner, the uh, the, uh, AD, rather, at West Virginia? It's like a resume that he turned in his statement. We got Rhodes Scholars. The academics here. Don't overlook our academics. Um, So, you know, I was thinking about this this morning, too. If if we do get to a super conference at some point, like 30, can you imagine what the, I'll call them leftovers, that's kind of harsh. The remaining eight. The remaining schools that don't get into this air, uh, this football super conference, where's Duke going to go? Where's Kentucky going to go? I mean, these are big schools, bas- Kansas, some of the elite basketball schools. Kentucky's grandfathered in. Do you They're, think to the, yeah. even in 32? Because you got to have some teams to beat. you got to have some Jacksonville's yeah. and Carolinas of the world yeah. that, for the most part, are going to be beat up. I think they're fine. I still maintain this is going to end at two. There's going to be two major conferences right. left. Yeah. I, I think that is the end game. Now, might be 2035. I hope we're still working together, Ken, but I'm no, going to guess no, you're going to. 2025, we won't be working together. I'm going to guess you're going to have it hung up by the then. plan. You're going to be doing your Sunday night show? Sunday, mo- Sunday morning. Oh, it's Sunday I morning. I want to watch games. Yeah. Sunday morning show. Right. And you'll be happy with that. At that point, I think that's what we're talking about. This is not anything happening in the future, mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. But that's the ultimate goal. But that's a great question. Duke. Great school. Yes. But football and afterthought. A small right. school. Wake Forest. There's another. Where where does it end up? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about those schools? And then the Oregon states and Washington states of the world. Is it a completely different level? Is the NCAA tournament, and that's the thing that would oh, be awful, God. is to think about that in the 16-team invitational out of this group of 32, 48, whatever it turns out to be, and that's it? Then you got the next level, whatever they call it. Hmm, no thanks. 
Yeah, this has been this has been awful for Iowa State fans. It's also been awful for for college football fans because we thought that we had a pathway to a playoff, and yeah. that we still will get there. But what we thought and when we thought that was going to happen has certainly taken a back seat. And Hawkeye fans, don't be speaking of that future. If it ultimately gets to forty eight, yeah, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Sixty four teams that are at this highest level of college football, but if it's twenty four, yeah, there's no room. If it's if it's a different level there, we're talking about Ohio State, yeah. Michigan, Penn State yeah. joining with the SEC. And the SEC also with that is kicking out Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. And it's just this super conference at 24. There might not be a seat at the table. I know there's a lot of shot, shot in Freud and it's easy to look down and say, I, Iowa State, they're in trouble. See, I take the, I take a lot of it as, um, I, I, deep down, some do. I don't think all Hawk fans are, are are dancing with this news that Iowa State's in a precarious position right now. Some of them, sure. Right. But I don't think a majority, I mean, we're for the most part, are Iowans, right? Mm-hmm. And with the exception of one week a year, I think for the most part, and this is from, I'm Switzerland, you get along pretty well. I, I truly don't believe that. Yeah, the bravado right now, and the you know that you're 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 piling on a little bit, and you're enjoying this. I don't think you mean it. I really don't. Some of you, yeah, small percentage of you, but I don't think that you really want to see um, your the, your neighbor in Story County to be in the spot that they are. And I'd like to think if the shoe was on the other foot, it's the same way. In fact, I do believe that. Anyways, uh, we're going to speak with Bill Bender coming up here. Uh, Bill Bender will join us from the Sporting News. Right now, we want to get Jay in here before we get the break. Bill Bender coming up. Keyword coming up. Hi, Jay. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I, had a, I called it. I think it was a Murph and Andy the other day when this kind of first broke. My thought on this is if they're going to go to, you know, he thinks two big conferences, but if that's 24, in each. Yeah. So why wouldn't you have basically like an NFL-type layout, 48 teams, busted down to four divisions, so there's 12 in each division. Everyone get a, get rid of preseason games. Everyone gets 11 games, a championship game in their division, and then pour the top four teams from each division to make the playoffs. I mean, I'm in. It's simple, right? Yeah. I'm in. It's just how do who's a, who gets an invitation, those 48 invitations. How do we decide that? Jay, I mean, the, the, your math makes sense. Mm-hmm. The way you break it down makes sense. I think... Well, and and that, you, then that way, you know, they were talking about if all the SEC, SEC teams are going to stay, and then with Oklahoma and Texas, that's like 18. Well, if you go 32, that's only another, you know, 12, 14, whatever teams. Yeah. Go 48, that it's where you're going to probably have an Iowa State and Iowa for sure in there and some of the other yeah. on the fringe type teams. The three Florida schools, FSU, Florida, and Miami are all going to get their spots. We've got to go to the, got to bring USC and UCLA. USC, and Oregon. Notre Dame will be in there. Yeah, Notre Dame's going to find a spot. Washington. And Washington's on the press. Of, yeah, I think Washington gets in. Jay, thanks for that. Appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. Got to get to a break. We've got to get to Bill Bender, but we have to do this first. There are three days left, folks, uh, in this current Go round of the uh, text for cash. It is indeed time to go for the green. You can win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword easy to 200-200. It's easy to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Bill Bender covers college football for the Sporting News. He's with Miller and Condon next on 1460 KXNO and 106. Milwaukee. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. 
right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Keyword, easy for the 10 o'clock hours. It's easy at 200-200. Bill Bender covers college football uh, for the Sporting News. He joins the program. He's also a Green Bay Packer fan, so I want to save a minute for what's been a very big day for him in the Bender household. But college first, uh, football first, Bill Bender, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Yeah, we can we can talk about Rogers anytime. <laughs> Indeed, I knew you'd be. You were one of the guys that I first thought of when uh, when the news broke. So, but that that in a second, Bill. Obviously, um, from where we sit here in the middle of Central Iowa, uh, Iowa State fans uh, on edge, not knowing you know what where they're going to end up. Does it make sense to? Uh, bring schools in and try and keep the Big 12 together? Do they search for a landing spot? Obviously, uh, option number one would be one of those spots. If there are spots in the Big 10, they're an AA school, as you know, so they check that box. Uh, so let's go back to the beginning when Oklahoma and Texas made it known that they are leaving. Um, I'm not sure which of the media days you were at, but guessing that uh, whatever you were covering at the time and, and planned to write, that abruptly changed your plans. It absolutely did. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, it did. It, it, I just pulled into Indy and got in my hotel room, and then it came across the ticker of the Houston Chronicle report, and the next three days definitely changed, and really the next week in terms of how we're getting ready for the season. It's a huge move. It uh, makes the SEC the king conference, no doubt. It just adds to it. And um, the other thing it does, it might turn them into a billion-dollar conference. So whatever moves the Big Ten, if they make moves in response, it'd be tough to catch up. SEC playing at a different level and bringing those two schools in. We've kind of talked about a couple of the financials from Texas and Oklahoma, and they are absolutely through the roof. And now that 16-team mega conference with the SEC. So the Big Ten response. And here in Iowa, of course, Iowa State fans and alumni, they're hoping that the Big Ten comes calling Kansas in the same kind of boat. Your thought there, your perspective, an Ohio guy, Bill, you live in Ohio, different kind of perspective than we have here. What are your thoughts on an addition of a Kansas and Iowa State? I mean, that would be the, the local play, and I don't know that the Big Ten is going to think locally this time. Mm-hmm. They thought locally and thought, they thought a little more regionally last time, and depending on who you ask, the, the Rutgers-Maryland move made sense financially. It didn't make sense competitively, and every decision – is going to be made off of football. So, I mean, if they go to like 20 teams, then Iowa and Kansas might fit. But I think if they're just going to add two more, or if they don't add at all, I mean, those are all possibilities right now. So I I just don't think they're going to be in a hurry to add an Iowa State and a Kansas what conference do you think is next, Bill? It seems like the ACC is unlikely. Their media rights go a long way out. I know West Virginia is politicking big time uh, to get uh, to, to to move. You know, it's, it's their part of the country. I understand that. What conference is next? Uh, what what's going on in the Pac-12, for instance? Might they be the next one? Might they get in front of the Big Ten? Well, I mean, they could work together. I mean, then you get, and that's been written about a lot in the last week, where you could create a coast-to-coast conference and be intimidating. I, I, I don't, and it, maybe it's just for football because it's, it's really going to be hard for volleyball teams to make that trip. You know what I mean? And baseball teams to, to do a, I don't know that it makes sense to have USC baseball playing Ohio state baseball. So I think it, it, that's one of the things to consider when you do all these moves is uh, the other sports have to come too. How much blame do you put at the feet of Bob Bolsby for this going on? 
really right in front of his face as he's working with Greg Sankey and the college football playoff and the expansion to 12 that we heard so much about. How much do you blame uh, Bob Bowlesby of this all falling out? I always tell people, youth sports is like Game of Thrones. You can't imagine what the level is up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, the, the backstabbing and the things that they've done to make that happen, yeah. um, you know, it, it's it's wild. It really is. So um, I, I think they they definitely take a hit. And if it comes out that Texas and Oklahoma reached out to the Big Ten and the Big Ten says no, Kevin Warren will take a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why Greg how I haven't seen anybody criticize Greg Sankey other than maybe it was rooted out of some jealousy. Because it's out of jealousy that they got OU in Texas. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. So the, the Notre Dame, Bill, does this finally nudge them to becoming a full-time member of, of a conference? Possibly. And, I mean, I know I don't – like Kirk Ferentz said last week, you never say never on anything. So, I mean, is that a Big Ten play? It takes a lot of work. They got a lot of, you know, loopholes and contracts and those kind of things. But – um it's possible, you know. I mean, they were either going to go to the ACC or the Big Ten at this point or be part of some ultra super league if that happened. Bill, the Big 12 looking at other programs, maybe going in Cincinnati, Central Florida, Memphis, BYU, Boise State, some of the schools, Houston, that have been mentioned. If they stay together and they keep the Big 12 alive, there's no other invitations that are handed out. West Virginia doesn't get the ACC, nothing happens for Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, on and on and on. Who are the four that you think make the most sense? And and for football, leave basketball out of the equation, football only, the four that make the most sense for you to get back to 12? Probably the same crew as last time. UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, maybe Houston or SMU, take your pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to accept that you're probably going to be closer to the American Athletic Conference than the super mm-hmm. conferences that are coming. But that's okay. You can still survive. The biggest Big 12's biggest issue right now, in my opinion, is when you take out Oklahoma and Texas, the biggest stadium in the conference is around sixty-five thousand now. Yeah, it's I, not going to. You know what I mean? Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Iowa State checks in at what sixty, sixty-one thousand, yep. uh, somewhere around there with with the, with with the hill size. So, Bill, right now with Texas and Oklahoma, the Big 12 payout is roughly forty million. Those schools that you just named, plus the existing eight, when they do come to negotiate that contract, then they will do so without Oklahoma and Texas. Can you expect, you know, does 20 million seem realistic? Because, look, all these schools in the Big 12, they've all spent this money. Money in has to be money out right away, and you have to find ways to spend it. And they're very good at finding ways to spend that money to balance the books. But all of a sudden, you know, there's still going to be bills that are due, and that 40 million you thought might be cut in half. 20 million seems like a lot of money, but when you've got commitments for that extra money, um, it's it's all of a sudden that this is a problem. What do you think they can expect money wise? Any idea? Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out. I, whatever they have to pay to get out, they'll, they'll pay that in like a half hour. <laughs> um, but in terms of what the Big 12 gets, we'll see. Um, the Longhorn Network isn't there. You don't know how it'll impact the pending TV contracts. You know, when you look at these mergers, too. I kind of follow – I'm not saying they're going to be the reason why, but when you know ESPN has – They are the reason network, why. Well, yeah. But, yeah, so when you know that ESPN has the SEC network and the ACC network, wouldn't it make sense to merge those? And then when you know Fox's 
very heavily vested in the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and the Big 10, wouldn't that be it? So I'm wondering, guys, like this is my kind of long-winded way of saying we headed toward like an AFC and NFC in college football with just mm-hmm. two huge conferences. That's entirely possible, too. I do. I agree. When, Bill? When, when? I mean, for that scenario, is is this five years? Is this 2030? Any? What, what would you say? Uh, 2026-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think Oklahoma and Texas are going to wait until 2025 no, to play no the way. SEC. No way. There's no way, right? Yeah. There's no way they're going to put the Big 12 through that like death march for the mm-hmm. next four years. Right. Um, so I think that's going to come, and then we'll see what comes after it. And I, you know, the next thing we're talking all this realignment stuff. You wonder how it impacts this new 12 team proposal for the playoff. Nice. I think all of that's going to come together by 2025, 2026, maybe even earlier. So on the field this year, does it make an impact? You go back and think back to that Texas Nebraska Big Twelve Championship game. Was there a second really left on the clock on that one? As Nebraska should have pulled the upset yeah. in that football game. Is there an impact here? Is there a concern? An Oklahoma team that is stacked. You know what? They're probably not going to get the best of whistles this year. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe Iowa State will beat them on a controversial call. Uh-huh. I mean, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but the farewell tour factor is real. Yeah. And I looked at, you know, what do you think? Of, how many people do you think will be at that Oklahoma State game in late November and still watch? Oh. That's the last time those two are right. playing in the Big 12 together. Oh. It's crazy. Yeah. So I think there's the potential for some of those moments. It doesn't impact Texas as much to me. But like you said, Oklahoma being a national championship contender – possibly one of the best offenses you can have in college football and everything that comes with that. It's going to be really interesting to see where that goes. Indeed it is. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. All right, let's do your your Packers. Had to be a very good day. Do you think that this is it? I know they're doing that last dance thing. Uh, It seems like Rodgers, he acquiesced uh, knowing that this is how I see it, that at the end of this year that they will make it possible, if he still wants to, uh, to finish his career elsewhere. Is this the last year he's uh, wearing number 12 in Green Bay? Um, right now that it's fair to hold him to a Super Bowl or bust standard. Not the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Because, I mean, I know he didn't directly say anything through this. I kind of joked it was the summer of Schefter and rumors and all these things. Mm-hmm. Still Packer, right? And now it's time to go out and, and get to the Super Bowl and do those things. And if they don't, then they can part ways. But um, there's more pressure on Rodgers than the Packers now, honestly. Uh, last thing, Bill, I just just because it just popped up in my feed, uh, you just published a piece. With Scott Frost, Trev Alberts, maybe Nebraska's time is uh, to step up in the Big Ten. Do you think it is? Hey, better. Um, yeah. You know, because... What is the Big Ten right now, guys? It's it's one, it's Big One and Little Thirteen, mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So where's Nebraska been? It's time they don't need to look at the Big Twelve now, and they need to look at you know their true Big Ten identity, and that starts with chasing Iowa, Northwestern, and Wisconsin before they can entertain anything close to what they had in the nineties. And if you go in and read that piece, I thought Alberts and Frost, that's a good start having a marriage between your athletic director and coach that kind of know what that standard is. Well, I will read it during the break, and I'll do that right now because we're letting you go, Bill. We're up against it. I appreciate <laughs> you coming on. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News, that piece just published. It's got a lot of content, as he always does. Bill Bender, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good Take to care. talk to you. Bill Bender 
from the sporting news as we talk a little college football. So he's also on this uh, super conference train mm-hmm. that seemingly a lot of folks are believed that we are headed to. His timeline's a little quicker than mine. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we can pull it. Well, we can do anything. <laughs> the as we're learning, right. yes. Uh, like, two super conferences, 2030? 2030. 2035 is more where I was. I hope it's earlier than that. Yeah. I hope it's earlier than that. I, I think that, um, you know, that uh, Oklahoma, there's no way Oklahoma and Texas are staying anywhere close to 2025. No. In fact, um, my bet is they're gone. They're, they're playing in the SEC next year. Yes. Uh, so we'll see. It's 10 minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock. Miller and Condon at the top of the hour. Well, uh, at 11.05, when we, re- we rejoin in hour number two, we'll be joined by David Kaplan. Head to Chicago, uh, get the latest on the Cubs. What are the White Sox doing? The Bears, they've begun their training camp. A lot of Chicago sports to get to, and we will do so with our guy, David Kaplan. He's sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. That kicks off hour number two. Miller and Condon until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.5. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. Uh, baseball's really taking a backseat, and we love the sport. And yeah, I don't think we've hardly mentioned anything about it other than the uh, uh, the Baez walk-off from the other night. Uh, Jimenez back in the lineup for the White Sox, three-run shot. Yeah. Boy, that's an acquisition that they can uh, White Sox fans can get behind. That is massive. Luis Roberts making his way back. Uh, what else from baseball yesterday? Your twins, what are they going to do? Burrios? I saw Taylor Rogers got hurt. He did. That's timing uh, stinks. Robles also got hurt last night. Appears he's going to be okay, who took over in the closer spot. They gave up a grand slam yesterday. They just suck. Trent, they've blown, what did I, what did I read? Like 30, they've, um, 37 games they've blown. Mm-hmm. Um, come from behind when they had leads. And the next closest in the majors is 27. Sounds about right. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of that goes back to Colum at the beginning it of the year, awful. but he is not alone. This was a bullpen that they'd kind of cobbled together, built by last year into one of the best in the American League, and it all just came plummeting down. We now, missed on the... On, but look, we weren't alone. No. I, I, I thought a lot, a lot of people thought that this was going to be a good year for them. It stinks. It was going to be a great race, them and the White yep. Sox. No, not so much. Uh, Barrios, is he a goner? I think so. I think Buxton, they're going to... Take another stab at it. He, mm-hmm. of course, said no to the contract that they offered that they gave him. Buxton's the one that stays, I think, Barrios. And there's a lot of big-time suitors, including the Dodgers, who, as we continue and see what's going to happen with Bauer. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think he'll ever pitch again. They'll for need, the, Certainly for the Dodgers. Right. They need another arm. In a World yeah. Series team, you add Jose Barrios as your number four. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Giants apparently are in on Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, although Brian, after the game yesterday, now I don't know if he was pandering or not. I don't. He doesn't come across as that kind of person. He's, I think he's Capiolta. He's generally a nice guy. He was asked, um, "Does this? If you do get traded, does this mean you won't even listen if the Cubs want to extend you?" And he said, "No, not at all. He loves it here, meaning Chicago." So. We shall see. All right, we'll get more on that. David Kaplan will kick off our number two. Look forward to speaking with David Kaplan. He joins us uh, from Chicago Centurion Stone of Iowa. Sponsors, Cappy, 
Uh, and then we'll get our first look at Chiefs training camp with a whole lot more to come starting Monday. Mitch Holtis, you Chiefs fans, the voice of the Chiefs, joins Trent and I Monday through Friday throughout the entire month of August at 10 minutes before the hour of 11. Hour 2 coming up next. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.1.